Our scripture lesson this morning comes from the Apostle Paul's first letter to the church in Corinth. The church there needed the Apostle's special attention. The church needed to be reminded of who they were and what they were about. And so let us listen for the Apostle's words to us for today. According to the grace of God given to me, like a skilled master builder, I laid a foundation, and someone else is building on it. Each builder must choose with care how to build on it, for no one can lay any foundation other than the one that has been laid. The foundation is Jesus Christ. Now, if anyone builds on the foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, the work of each builder will become visible, for the day will disclose it, because it will be revealed with fire, and the fire will test what sort of work each has done. If what has been built on the foundation survives, the builder will receive a reward. If the work is burned up, the builder will suffer loss, but the builder will be saved, but only as through fire. Do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you? If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy that person, for God's temple is holy, and you are holy. You are that temple. Do not deceive yourselves. If you think that you are wise in this age, you should become fools so that you may become wise. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. For it is written, God catches the wise in their craftiness. And again, the Lord knows the thoughts of the wise, that they are futile. So let no one boast about human leaders. For all things are yours, whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas, or the world, or life, or death, or the present, or the future, all belong to you, and you belong to Christ, and Christ belongs to God. The word of the Lord. Let us pray. Holy God, We exist by your grace. You have given us a tremendous gift in one another. We ask again that your spirit might flow upon us and through us and out of us into the world. May your word now transform us and build us up in your grace. Speak the words that we need to hear. And may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts 
be acceptable in your sight, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Our church's address, number one, Chevy Chase Circle, Northwest, Washington, D.C., causes great confusion. It does not help that we are one of three stone churches all on the circle. Just this week, a man dressed in black came running up to the church. He had what looked to be a trumpet case. He came rushing in for the funeral he was supposed to be playing for that was at Blessed Sacrament across the street. It has happened that one or two times we have gotten a check in the offering plate written out to All, Soul, All Saints Episcopal Church. And we wonder if they ever figured out that they were worshiping at the Presbyterian Church. I'm not really sure what we did with those checks. And it's not only people who get confused when trying to find our church. The fire department of the District of Columbia seems not to believe that we exist. If we have need of the fire department, say, for example, as happened some years ago, to rescue our director of music from a broken elevator, the fire department will not know where to come. We have to truly convince them that number one Chevy Chase Circle, Northwest Washington, D.C., really exists. And then someone has to go out on the circle and physically wave down the fire engine and direct them to our church parking lot with all of the candlelight Christmas Eve services that we have had. How fortunate we are <laughs> to never have truly, except for Julie, needed the fire department. And yet, Do we not long to be on fire with the love of God? Churches in North America are being tested. We know this. The mainline Protestant churches are having a time. Shrinking membership, budgets, there's a fear and anxiety. It is God's refining fire laying bare the foundations CCPC has not escaped the testing. Four years ago, recognizing that we were at a crossroads, that we had decisions to make about how we would respond to this testing, we looked down to our foundations, our core beliefs. And we found Jesus we found the inclusive love of Jesus Christ who ate with outcasts and forgave sinners and healed the sick. And so we are a radically inclusive community of faith. We found Jesus at our foundation healing and being with people in times of grief and illness. We saw Jesus touching the bent-over woman and lifting her up. And so we 
are a community that knows the love of God in community. And we long to belong in the abiding love of God that exists in the family of faith. We found in our foundation Jesus teaching and asking tough questions, challenging the assumptions of the day and opening up new interpretations. And so we value critical thinking and reformed biblical scholarship that asks tough questions. We found Jesus' presence in worship in the bread and in the wine, in the word, and oh my goodness, in the glorious, glorious music in this choir, in our children's choirs, in the first service singers, in our concerts. I think that we need to recognize this ministry At our foundation, we found Jesus preaching good news to the poor. And so we reach out in faith and action to work in the world for peace and justice. And the Apostle Paul called all of us to be builders. The you in the building part of this passage is singular, meaning that each of us must participate in the construction. We are each valuable and precious and have a part to play. There are those in this congregation who have built upon the foundation of Jesus Christ, who have preached God's word and taught the gospel, who have prayed and sung and given time and energy and money and heart and soul that we should be here today. To all of those who built on the foundation of Jesus Christ over the last 100 years, we owe a debt of gratitude and we owe thanks. Many of you are among those people who have had a long history of building on the foundation of Jesus Christ in this place. And so I ask you to stand not if you have been a member, but if you have been associated or part of this church for 40 years or more, please stand. Wait. If you have been a part for 50 years, remain standing. If you have been associated with this congregation in any way for more than 60 years, remain standing. And if it does not reveal too much, if you have been associated with this congregation in any way for more than 70 years, remain standing.
we have a tremendous history and a marvelous community of faith. We have so much on which to build. And so now, in the year 2014, we seek to continue that faithful building, even through a time of testing. We identified a vision based on our core beliefs, on our foundation. We are a congregation that seeks to have the love of God in Jesus Christ truly be the center of our lives. We seek to celebrate the children and youth that God has given us and to equip them to be the church of the future. And we seek to work for justice in our local and global communities to change the world that it may be more kind and more just, more whole and more beautiful. Last year at this time, we adopted a strategic plan, a map to follow step by step towards our vision. And we have so much to celebrate as we have head down that path I rejoice in name tags. I rejoice in a shepherding program for new members. I rejoice in packets of papers going out this week to all of the young people in our church for the mission trip to Maine. I rejoice. I rejoice in that new youth committee. I rejoice in a pig roast. I rejoice in a $50,000 budget surplus and in a new investment plan. I rejoice not only in our wonderful Family Mission Day and all those boxes and socks and toiletries, but I rejoice that I can turn on my iPhone and see it on Facebook. I rejoice in the way in which our technology is reaching out to share that good news. I rejoice and the advocacy that we have shown in the Church for Marriage Equality. Now, this congregation should, could have chosen to do nothing. In the face of controversy, we could have kept our mouth silent on marriage equality. Or we could have chosen to simply defy the denomination and go straight ahead with marrying people regardless of gender. But you chose the harder path. You chose to do the hard work of changing the system. And I am so proud of the work that we have done to advocate strongly with organizations across the nation for marriage equality in the Presbyterian Church USA. I rejoice. We have so much to celebrate. And yet, 
there is more life and more spirit and more joy to which God has called us. We are still in a time of testing. We have only just begun. I rejoice in the work of our associate pastor nominating committee, and I can see that new associate pastor in a confirmation class, not just in a classroom, but at a synagogue, hearing about the Torah, how Jesus would have seen it in the synagogue. And I see that confirmation class with that new associate pastor down at Miriam's kitchen learning about Jesus' mission while they themselves feed the hungry and the homeless and the poor. I can see it. I rejoice in our efforts to involve new members and longtime members. And I dream of a database or a volunteer team where all of the names of the people who we know, but we don't know all that you are interested in, whether it be drama or poetry or ecology or baking, although we do have a pastry chef now among us. (laughs) I dream of that database that place where we can go and search and find the connections that help us belong. I rejoice in our new children's worship team and in our new children's bell choir. And I have dreams of child liturgists and acolytes every Sunday in both services. I have dreams of a reader's theater telling the story of the prodigal son in worship. I have dreams of origami crosses hung from the wheels and over our heads in multiple colors on Pentecost. Can you see it? I have dreams, which will be realized this very night, of our youth group building a wooden cross for Lent. And in this dream, this wooden cross is covered with chicken wire so we can place our prayers, like in the wailing wall, all through Lent. And then on Easter morning, we place those prayers with the flowers of the resurrection and put this wooden cross blooming with resurrection hope on the front steps of our Chevy Chase lawn for all to see our witness here of new life. I rejoice that our pledges for 2013 were fulfilled to 98%. And I dream of a class 
where we talk about money not just as pledges, but have a real conversation about the impact of money in our lives and in our culture and how our faith can inform a healthy relationship and economic justice. I rejoice that our session courageously voted to accept the recommendation of our Sunday morning task force to change Sunday morning. Let the walls shake. The proposal is to start at 9.15 and then have an hour in between services for education and small groups and sitting around and drinking coffee together and have the second service at 11.15. I know we will find a way to get you to your lunch. God is with us. I rejoice in this so much because this is what we have longed for in that sense of belonging. That time and opportunity to sit together as people who come from the different services, to be in that time together. I have a vision of us knowing one another better and creating and building community around Bible studies or open forum. I have a dream of being able to be a part of Open Forum. One of my dreams for that time is that I will be able to pray with individuals right here in Johnson Chapel. That is one of my greatest dreams, is to be able to give you that special time of prayer. Because of that schedule change, I see first and second service having a women's spirituality group. I see our junior choir, because of that change, singing for the 11 o'clock service routinely. Because of that change, I see myself having more time with you to discuss a sermon or sit around coffee in Chadsey Hall. The Apostle Paul reminds us that we are all builders and that what we are constructing needs all of us. We are built on the foundation of Jesus Christ and 2,000 years of faithful builders. Yet, even with all of those who have gone before us and all the work of all the effort and all the visioning and all the strategic planning, even with our greatest wisdom, the future of the church is ultimately not up to us. It is up to God and God alone. It is God's presence here among us that makes us a church. 
Paul says, do you not know that you are God's temple? And here in the passage, the you is plural, meaning that we together are the place that God has chosen to dwell. The place where God has chosen to come and be with us. We are here, surely by the grace of God. It is a tremendous gift. And it is out of that grace that we must seek to be faithful. The District of Columbia Fire Department really needs to know where number one Chevy Chase Circle Northwest Washington DC is because my friends we are on fire (laughs) with the love of God and there is more fire yet to burn here thanks be to God Amen.